Okay, we'll we'll clap on the word clap. Okay, all right. Okay. Third time's the charm. Three, two, one, clap. All right. So all right, I yeah. guess we'll see three spikes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we, we yeah we can fix it in post, but you know it just be like that. A little bit of scuff never hurt anybody, but yeah. You know. Uh, hello. We are the uh, average bread podcast. Good morning. Or afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this right now. My name is Chris, uh, and I'm joined today by Elvis. Yo. And Luke. Yo. Alright, so I remember starting off, like, when this whole started this whole podcast thing, I'd never, ever agreed to host this. So, you know, this is this is going to be fun, alright? <laughs> we're just, just going to hang out, okay? But, you know, one question that's kind of been bothering me, and... You know, it's uh, it really depends on the person, but like, do you guys prefer to call or text? Uh, you know, I I, I suck at replying to texts. Anybody who has texted me would probably know. <laughs> so, under most circumstances, if anything is urgent, please, I encourage you to call if you really need a response. Um, yeah. More than likely, I will be in a situation to answer. Otherwise, like, leave a voicemail, text afterwards. Like, at the very least, it will let me know that this must be answered. Or else, like, oftentimes I get get distracted easily. Like, you you know know how it is. (laughs) Okay, but what about for, like, casual conversations, though? See, I I just... I I don't really be having that many casual conversations via text. That's the thing. (laughs) Like... Maybe it's just because, like, most of the people I talk to are y'all, and we're always on Discord, so... Yeah, we'd we, we be sliding down each other DMs, though. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> oh, my God. What about you, Luke? <laughs> um, for casual stuff, I mean, I usually just text, but if it's, like... And this happened recently. I had a friend who was like, oh, I got the tea, and they were supposed to send me, like, a voice message, but they were running a late voice to work, message? so I got, like... Like, yeah, like, now it's, like, in text, you can just record your voice and just send it. So be oh, like, yeah. yeah. People be doing that, huh? And so, and so I was like, yo, where's my tea? <laughs> and then she was like, I'm just going to call you. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So if it's like, hey, I want to hear about this, or this is something going on in the moment, like, say, for instance, uh, I'm wondering where my roommate is because I'm about to do something, I'm be like, right. I'm going to call. I'm not going to text. If I want that instant reply, I'm going to call. Yeah, see, that's, that's crazy to me because I remember, like, growing up, like, when I first got my phone, I always preferred call over text just because it was like, you know, we didn't have unlimited text. We had, like, I think 200 a month. So oh, you got to use those, those 200, days. bro. <laughs> oh, man. But it's like, you know, when we got unlimited, like, texting was just like, that I'll was just her off. Now. Yeah, and like if you like if you're calling me, like I feel offended. Like, why are you calling me? Like, you gotta like schedule oh, that. Oh man, shit. you should have you should have <laughs> seen me when Elvis called me, wondering where I was. <laughs> this man calling me? What do you want? Wait, I mean, yeah. if I'm calling you. It's probably <laughs> urgent, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you got you gotta like send like a text first. Like, you brought, can I call you? Yeah, well, cause well, I mean, like, what was it? I know a couple times, like. I remember John would like send a message and be like, "Hey, you coming to the meeting or not?" And then if I didn't reply to that, then I'd get the call, and then it's like, "Okay, yeah, uh-huh. I fucked up." So now you can call me. <laughs> it's like, buddy, pick up the phone. But uh, 
yeah, anyway, so the way that today's episode is going to be structured is, you know, we're, uh, yeah, as the average bread podcast, we do throw around a lot of topics just um, as far as planning goes. And there's a lot of stuff we do want to talk about and stuff that we never really ever get to um, on most episodes. But um, today we're we're clearing the backlog. So with, with this beautiful number gen- random generator, uh, we're just going to start off with our topics. Just give it a yeah. roll of the die. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's so exciting, right? You know, you can't you can't even prep for this, like at all. So like, anyway, you, you're a DM right now. Exactly. <laughs> like I, I'm excited. I, I, I like this. Y'all should be terrified, but I. Anyways. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as we're not doing random number generator for a bunch of questions that only Charles gave us, it's fine. Oh, it's these aren't used. Su- these aren't used to or listener submitted. These are like no, um, I know, just... but <laughs> yeah, um, like for context. Yeah, like for context, this is just like stuff that we do just throw around and like, oh, like what if we talk about this today? And, so, and you know, just stuff like that. Like honestly, some of this stuff has been here for like eight months. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Oh man, um, but uh, looking through all this stuff, it's it's all pretty fun and all, sometimes pretty short, but. For our first topic of today, somebody asked Jujutsu Kaisen. How do we feel about it? I've I've personally uh, never even seen it. So uh, wait, didn't we watch the first two episodes? No, yeah, that that's cr- see that's the thing though. Like <laughs> I remember we watch party the first two episodes when it was coming out because like you brought up like yo, there's this new show out. Like people are hyping it up. You want to check it out? And we did, and it was great. But so uh, I just never got fast into it. You never you never watch past those two episodes. You watch party is what I'm hearing. I I feel like I did check out the third. I mean, I don't really care too much for spoilers at this point. Uh, mm. I mean, I, I don't really got much to spoil, but I do <laughs> when... So, like, I... I mean, for context, like, I only... While I was in the same boat as you until, like, maybe about three weeks ago when I finally right. got back to watching the series, like, I downloaded a bunch of episodes to watch on the plane, right? Because, like, I, I visited my family uh, earlier in the month. So I was like, "Well, this is a good opportunity. I haven't. I've, I've been on an anime break, so <laughs> let, let, let's start this up again." And like, yeah, I, I love that show. And like, like I think I, I think I, I think I also want to put this topic in because like I wanted to. It made me start thinking about like, this show kind of gives me like really good like gateway anime vibes in terms of like. It's action heavy. You got it's like you, you got the main character. He's a goofball. You got the the other dude where like he, he's kind of a little bit more reserved, but he's still really uh-huh. good. You got like the other teammate, which I guess it, it it reminds me of a bit like a Naruto setup, except that like in this in in this case like the the third teammate isn't like they they also get their due and oh, they're also yeah. equally a badass. <laughs> And I love that. And so it kind of just made me start thinking about, like, man, what's a, what makes a great gateway anime? So I want you two to enlighten me because I've never heard the term gateway anime. I, I, I was under the assumption that it was just something that, like, you know, something that's easily accessible to people that have, you know, never really watched anime or isn't too familiar with the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because, so, like, I, I've, I've recommended this show to people who, like, they're not neck deep in the anime but they've like dabbled a bit like you know they've seen full milk they've seen the ones that like everyone tells you know beginners to watch 
Yeah, the Naruto and stuff, and like like all Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Death Note, N- Naruto. I guess I would put this within that sphere where, like, if somebody was like, I "Man, I ain't, I don't really, I don't really know that much about anime," like, I'm willing to give it a shot. Then, like, this uh-huh. would be amongst that list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh boy, I could talk about Jujutsu Kaisen all day, but I'll give my spiel. So, um. I've watched through the whole series twice at this point. First time by myself and second time with my roommate. Um, because I was like, because if, if, if an anime is like really good, I will be, I will sit down a second time to watch it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I was even considering doing it a third time, but that never came around. But another thing yeah. to show, like to show how good this show is, like, and I mean, yeah, it is definitely gateway anime because God, those Naruto comparisons are, you know, at first I was like, okay, yeah, it's kind of true. But then, you know, later down the line, it's like, okay, thank God it's not, you know, a carbon copy. Especially when it comes to that third teammate situation. Bruh. Like, no, bro. Like, she's a, she's a fucking badass. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but I guess, like, for, I guess, probably could have, like, mentioned the premise. Like, yeah. The, so the, the series is about, um, a, kid named uh yuji itadori he like <sighs> do you do you want me to give the rundown yeah you, you might be better <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's centered it's centered around itadori yuji I, I believe a high school student or he's about to be a high school student he's in middle right. school at the mm-hmm. time which japan that still flubs me this day is the way japan does that stuff but um his class or his club mates i guess you'd call them uh, messed around with a cursed object called, uh, was it the Fingers of Sakuna, which he was like, basically, I guess like the devil in the real world. He's like the baddest bad guy of them all. The so, yeah. Ooh. So in order to save his friends, he eats one of the fingers and ends up becoming a vessel for Sakuna. And what I love about the show is that um, he is he is a total fucking asshole. Like, a lot of the time you see shows where people team up with, like, their inner demon or whatever, and this dude's just like, nah, fuck that noise. I'm gonna do everything to be a pain in your side. So, following that, um, the Jujutsu uh, High views him as a threat because he is literally carrying around this OG demon inside of him, and they're like, if he loses control, it could mean the end of the world because he'll just kill everybody and whatnot. So oh, it's the nine tails all over again. Yeah, that's what. And you start getting, then you see reverse Kakashi. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh. But either way, so basically, one of the, I, his teacher basically says, "Hey, like he's a threat, but I could turn him into like one of the greatest jujutsu sorcerers of all time. You just gotta mm-hmm. let me like take care of it. You just gotta believe it, right?" Oh god! If I ever heard, if I ever heard Death of Io in that show, I would quit immediately. No, but, we're not doing. But that. yeah, that and then that's kind of like where it, where the series jumps off from. Yeah. And so it's kind of just the learning to control and learning about the learning about like the world of jujitsu and I don't, I don't know and and then the curses, <laughs> right? And but, uh, yeah, the very very colorful cast that keeps getting introduced throughout the. Pro- throughout the show, rest of the show let me ask you all this though like there's a lot of, I'm, I'm i'm hearing a lot of comparisons you know with like the big three shonens like you know the, like naruto 
namely. But do you think do you think that you know years down the line is this is this show going to be considered like one of the goats, like if, you know, like Naruto is? So, um, I'm gonna put my two cents in with this because I so funny story. I don't like to read manga a lot, but someone gave me their Shonen Jump account, and in one day I binge read sixty chapters of Jujutsu Kaisen. I am officially like all cut up and. If MAPPA continues doing like what they've been doing, which is literally basically copy pasting the manga into anime format perfectly, like seamlessly, because there if you go online and check, people will literally do side by side comparisons of the manga and, and the show. Uh. Like it's spot on. Like there's almost no difference. So if they keep continuing that trend and if um the creator, because right now it's on hiatus because of his health issues. Oh. If he keeps the ball rolling whenever he gets healthy and I guess, you know, finds, you know, still straddles that line with it, this has the potential to definitely be big three. And I would say it'd be better than some of the big three. Oh. Yeah, so it's a pretty bold claim. What do you think, Elvis? Um, I've only I haven't read the manga for context. <laughs> I've only I'm an anime watcher. Um, like for me, it's personally a little too early to say, um, just cause like it's been less than a year since it's come out. Aside from that, like I'm kind of, I guess I'm thinking about it relative to like other shows like Demon Slayer or My Hero Academia, which are like really, they're like really popular, like yeah. even in the, in the Western audience. And do I think it's quite on that level yet in terms of like penetration i'm not <laughs> sure okay chill <laughs> but um but i mean I, I i guess it's one of those things where like i've never really been in i've never really been ingratiated with like that in that like in depth like in terms of like the anime community partially just because yeah, like i'm sure. not i mean I, I don't have I don't have the capacity to be watching like seasonal anime like I don't I don't mess with that I just kind of watch what what comes through, so mm-hmm. um, I think it's really good I think there's a lot of potential there I think it has a lot of mainstream appeal, and it's a it's a great combination that I think that like if I mean uh, I mean ultimately it's gonna kind of come down to like marketing right and it being right. good so. There, there is potential. It's just kind of hard to say because, like, on the subject of it being like a one to one of like the uh, of the manga, like I remember something about that came up with like the most recent season of Attack on Titan. Like that, that was just, like a similar case as well. But then, but then, like, kind of comparing that to some of the liberties that the previous studio, uh, Wit Studio, took in terms of like some of the action sequences it's kind of like dang a part of me kind of misses that because uh-huh. they they really went all out with some of those sequences but there, there's like a whole video about it from the canapa effect that i highly recommend uh, people watch if they're curious about like the animation behind attack on titan yeah for sure it's like um well, well actually mappa Mappa's the one that's doing, or that has done the most recent Attack on Titan stuff too, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I'm assuming that's like, uh, is that like their thing? We're just kind of just like copying the manga like one-to-one? I can't say for sure. Um, so, what Jujutsu Kaisen 
yes, but with Attack on Titan, no. Because there was a whole thing with Attack on Titan where there were some scenes where everyone was like, oh my god, this is going to look so good when they like animated right. it. And they went back in and like changed it to where like mm-hmm. it was almost unrecognizable. And the biggest one is literally just Aaron putting on a jacket. So. <laughs> oh, 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 I remember that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I even was like, whoa, this is, this, does not, this is not what was promised. We saw this shit in the trailer and it looked amazing. And then they went back and were like... Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's what they're known for, but with Attack on Titan, well I mean with Jujutsu Kaisen like yes, but with their other stuff I don't think so. All right, for sure. Uh also Luke, men- you earlier you mentioned that you you're the type to like rewatch shows. Mm-hmm. And that's that's interesting to me cuz like I I don't want to say that like rewatching shows is a waste of time, but you know. Oh, like, like like as I said, like it depends on what the show is. If it is so good that like, but another thing is, I want to watch people interact with these shows. So like as I said, oh, I'm not watching okay. it by myself. I'm watching it with other people. I'm watching it with my roommates or whoever's like, hey, I'm about to start the series, and I'm like, oh boy, let me get in, let me see your reaction. It's that like oh. psycho. It's that psychological perspective that I like about it. Because, I mean, if something happens in the show and it's like, it throws me off, I'm going to be like, ooh, I'm, I definitely want to see what their reaction is to it. Wait, Chris, did you say that was a waste of time? I realized that that might be really inflammatory yeah, just that's... then and there. Um, I want to I wanna describe it to a lesser degree, but like in, at most part, I just don't really see the appeal to it. Though I I do I do understand you know like watching it with other people and seeing their reactions like that's cool but like it just I don't know like it it still doesn't feel like you know it's like I'm not getting <laughs> as much value out of it even you know with watching other people like how do you feel about all this I mean like I I while it's rare that I do rewatch or replay stuff just in in terms of like it sort of comes from like the idea of like well man i'm spending time watching this Uh, i could be spending time watching this new thing i think there's a lot of value in re-experiencing something in that like you're going to i feel like the experience is never going to be the same because you know what's going on now so like if you're watching like a show that's like a mystery box that like a like like we mentioned like attack on titan or you're watching like Uh. a mystery show like like Veronica Mars or something like that, then just say I zombie, nope. man. Just say it. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I zombie, I zombie is a lo- uh, as well, but like Veronica Mars because it's like the the main mystery is like at the focus since the beginning, even though uh-huh. like, there is like the case to case. But um, in those types of shows, it knowing knowing now, like knowing what characters are motivated by what kind of informs like the behavior that you see them do with the big asterisk that the behaviors that they do are consistent like the writing on those characters is like consistent enough like i remember um and obviously i'm not going to spoil attack on titan but like with attack on titan for example when you know about some of the reveals and you start looking watching earlier seasons or earlier episodes and you start looking at like the some of the sequences some of the positioning and like some of the behavior of the different characters you start to kind of realize oh oh wow they 
they telegraphed this so early like they foreshadowed it and like mm-hmm. obviously that like that's a that's a common technique of course but like it's always kind of interesting to see how they laid those pieces with like the knowledge of what's to come yeah um Attack on Titan's gotta be the one show where, like, when I rewatched like the first three seasons, it literally, yeah, I was getting my roommates to watch it too, but I was so lost when season four started that I tried, I wanted to make sense of it all. So when my roommate said, "Hey, I want to watch this for the first time through," I decided to go with it, not really because of reactions, because I like, I just want to go back and just get a refresher on everything. Okay, and that, okay. and that, honestly really helped because when i got actually when we got to season four everything started to make sense and then like elvis was saying like there's stuff in there from the beginning that just makes you go oh this was you know like the positionings all that stuff the little the subtle details start to stand out okay um yeah in that that sense that's a that's a really good point that there's always like new stuff to glean but what about like tv comfort food like do y'all have that where you just like you know, put it on if you have like nothing else to watch. Oh God! I mean, I uh, that. <laughs> like, um, Wait, so like you go in and rewatch like episodes of iZombie for the umpteenth time or whatever? Well, actually, not necessarily. So like, I I recently did a full rewatch this year, like throughout the first half of this year, and that was, that was like my first time kind of watching it front to back since like. I had watched the series as it aired, though it was one of the sh- it's one of those shows that like if it is on, I can just sit down and watch, and like I, I don't know like the character like the characters in that show are just like really fun to be around. Like I guess it it was it's one of those shows that I felt really balanced the plot of the week with the um, overall timeline or the yeah. season wide plot. And I felt like I felt like it made each episode easy to watch on its own, but also if you want to continue, then it's definitely simultaneously bingeable in that sense. So that's one of the shows I go back to. I think another one would have been uh, Community as well. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's comfort food in the sense that if it's on, I will watch. Yeah, I, I realize now that these days. Um... I, I I usually don't have like TV comfort food, I guess, because I don't really watch TV all that much. But as far as just like putting on like background noise, I realize now that like Kim's Convenience is like the one for me. Like I guess in the sense that like you know, it, it's it's just one of those shows that just feels very wholesome and like you know I can relate to some of these things and like mm-hmm. you know I I used to always make fun of people who like who always just put on Friends and you know and like How I Met Your Mother. And it's like <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> But but I get it. Okay, I get it now, and I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like that's what community is for me. Or uh, I recently rewatched uh, Sex Education, like you know, the series on oh, Netflix, yeah, and nice. like it's that that series is one that I always described as like it's very heartfelt. But like the way I used to describe it is like it's like the raunchiest, wholesomest, most wholesome show you will see <laughs> in that like. <laughs> um, in that, like, obviously the subject is about, like, um, is about sex, but then at the same time, it's, like, the way they use that to kind of, like, explore every character and their relation and their personal relation with it, like, is really endearing. And, like, it has, like, 
Like it, I don't know. I'm, but that show really hit. That show really hit me in the feels. Like there, there's a couple episodes that really just kind of put a tear in my eye. I, I, I love Ooh. it. And season three is coming out in September too. Like big excited. Yeah, you know, honestly, first impression of that show, I never would have gleaned that. Like it, I don't know. I mean, I've only, I think I've only checked out like the first episode or first two, mm-hmm. and I mean, that, from what you've described, it, I, I definitely playing down the backlog. But uh, look, you, you got any, uh, yeah, you got any comfort TV shows you'd like to put on, or? Uh, so I actually don't like if I literally want to throw something on for background noise. Right. Um, and there's plenty of people who do this, and I hate the fact I'm joining the ranks, but yeah, I'm literally throwing on ESPN or something sports related. Oh no, like that's perfectly valid. I mean, I only say I hate it because like someone will walk, like one of my roommates will walk in and be like, "Oh my god, are you watching like Stephen A. or fucking like, you know, people who people who get a lot of bad traction in like media." So who's the Skip Bayless? That was another one too. Mm-hmm. Or Colin Cowherd. Take. Yeah, like like all these <laughs> all these people all these people that people like really fucking hate because their their opinions are so fucking out of whack. But I just throw it on for background noise, and I don't know. It's just it's something i like so it works for me i remember like it kind of just gave me flashbacks of uh my junior year in undergrad where um the roommates i was living with at the time were like really big sports fans so like every day before class i'd always be here and <laughs> this was like before skip bayless left the uh first take so like wait was it skip bayless that went to fox sports or yeah it was i think yeah, like, so I would always be hearing him and Stephen A. Smith just yelling at each other every morning. It was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, him and Shannon Sharp, it, it's still hilarious. So I guess that's another good reason to keep it on. Oh, damn. Well, you know, speaking of TV shows and just like stuff and, you know, stuff that just people are comfortable with and, you know, kind of reminds you of like, nostalgic times or you know even just to pass the time have y'all uh have y'all checked out that new iCarly comeback or it's not not necessarily a comeback it's uh what's the word for it it's uh i guess a reboot sequel series yeah sequel Um, series like i don't know yeah (laughs) Yeah, i don't know if if y'all were ever into that as a kid but i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest i was not into nickelodeon live action at all i stayed way the fuck away from it like, I know, like, Damn. now that shows, like, Drake and Josh are, like, treasured, and they definitely have their moments that I've, like, dug up randomly on YouTube, but I yeah. stayed far the fuck away from it. I was not about it at all. Wait, whoa, 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 that, what, what, why? I don't know. <laughs> just, I really, just really out of I really don't offended. know. I, I think, like, I just found it way too cringy at times, and since it was, like, live action, it just gave me secondhand embarrassment, maybe? And so I would... <laughs> And so I was like, I'm not about that. So I'm just going to stay way, like, way far away from it. That sort of sounds like my relationship with, like, circa 2010, 2012 Cartoon Network and how I ended up missing series, like, regular show and Adventure Times, even though, like, people, like, talk them talk them up. Just because, uh-huh. like, I mean, I I know why I was, like, kind of salty because they canceled Naruto, like, 11 episodes <laughs> from the end. Because <laughs> this, this was, like, before, this was, like, when they were, like, descaling tsunami and but silently and it just one day it was gone but <laughs> um as far as like with the nick shows 
I I Carly was one of those shows that, like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, if it was on and I was like eating dinner as a kid, then I was like, you know, I'll, I'll check this out. Yeah. Like, this, this is usually more fun than than not. But as far as like the new series, I saw the trailer, but like I haven't I haven't actually checked out the show yet, just because like I, I don't know it's on Paramount Plus. <laughs> I, I just I, yeah, I, I just too lazy yeah. to make a account, even though. I think they have a week trial. It'd be easy enough. I actually meant oh, to do that oh, yesterday. A week is so stingy, though. You know what Disney right. Plus gives? Like, <laughs> Netflix gives out a whole month. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Paramount Plus, who are you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> so you think you're HBO? Like, <laughs> HBO Max got the shit, but then, like, the app is kind of... Could use some work. But the content is so much good. There's so much good shit in there. But, yeah, like um have you seen it or were you I, just actually i actually haven't i <laughs> i oh. um I, I've, <laughs> I, I've really been meaning to but i guess i was just like curious because i've heard a lot of you know positive things about it and some not so positive so i don't know if like y'all were into that and might have and i could have provided some more insight but i i am curious now about like like what were like you know what what, what did you guys really even you know participating or, or interested in as a kid and like you know just maturing into who you are now like what have you left behind and like what have you still what do you guys still have as far as interests go um well when i was four years old my uh family introduced me to this game called tekken <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean like video games have always been for about as long as i can remember like video games have kind of been a part of my life uh-huh. and i haven't really left in a way like it, it's sort of evolved though it is one of those things where like as passionate as i am about the medium and like how it's used and and what you can what you as a player can like take out from a game sort of like you what you would take out from music or television or a book like Uh i've been in a weird spot lately where it's really difficult for me to like and maybe it's just like with media in general where getting like mustering the energy like really get invested into something new i have found to be very difficult it's like why with um and it's why like with i guess actually i'm i'm deviating from your original question video games has been yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh no, no go ahead like i mean <laughs> yeah like uh it i guess like video games was is one of those things but for some reason like in the past year or so and probably i don't know like probably covid induced in a way but like i just have not like i don't know like it's a little bit harder to get excited nowadays and i think mm. it's because it's like there's probably something unaddressed happening in my life that like that's making me or that's like kind of like subconsciously like keeping me from really getting invested in something though when something hits it really hits hard like <laughs> final fantasy 7 remake i was into that cyberpunk when it was working i was really into that <laughs> like i really got invested in both of those worlds and like once it was over it was kind of like well well shoot <laughs> like what do um but yeah it's like a it's like in a similar vein as like music and as well but yeah it, feel, it feels really weird because like like e3 happened this year and i uh-huh. just this is the first year where like i just didn't pay much attention since i started really following it like eighth grade or freshman year of high school yeah it's uh it's 
I, I really don't even know how to feel about it either. It's There's just a lot of things that I didn't like and was just wasn't excited for. Um, and I understand that, you know, with COVID putting a lot of plans, um, uh, I guess, in a you know different time timetable and just kind of delaying stuff that, you know, you wouldn't really see a whole lot of big projects getting showcased. So it's, it is what it is, you know, like you know, Starfield was kind of a disappointment. Um, Elden Ring was cool. Like that, that was nice. Um, we didn't see big stuff like Bayonetta 3 and uh i figure that's just gonna come when it's ready they they announced <laughs> it once five years ago and then it's yeah. it's like with the uh, shin megami tensei 5 it's like they announce it all right we're done five years later uh, hey it's coming out this year but i feel like there's so many games doing that now though i feel like the, the, they, they just like drop a trailer for it or something at like e3 or whatnot and then just disappear they never resurface anything until like five or six years down the road like the elder scrolls i mean it's like a perfect example especially like yeah. with the new one it's like here's this you know like 30 second trailer where you just see land and then they put up elder scrolls 6 and it's like all right but yeah. that's gonna fuck off and not say anything about it for another six to eight years i mean they were pretty transparent with that though in that they said that hey do not expect this before starfield yeah oh, so. yeah Sure. but yeah like, but it's just like yeah it looks point is still valid though because it's like it's a lot why, of games know, yeah. yeah it's like why <laughs> drop a teaser now and like you know it's when you're kind of just gonna be focusing on another I, thing I and hate, you know this thing won't be out for another investors. like half a decade i hate investors. to think about it but it's <laughs> like i remember hearing God, i don't remember if it was inside gaming i was listening to or someone else where it was about blizzcon i guess a year or two ago where you know everyone said it was so bad and that like the people who were talking on the show were just saying all you had to do was throw up something that said diablo 4 and then just fuck off (laughs) like it was like they're like yo it was so bad that all you had to do was put up throw up diablo 4 on the screen and then just not say anything about it for like when until until you're ready to reveal stuff about it was this for um wait was this was this on that year where the dude was like when you know they first showcased diablo immortal which, for context, is like a mobile Diablo yeah, game that no it was one that. Wanted. It was that. Oh. <laughs> that was the last thing they revealed. Oh, man. So, what did he say? Like, excuse me, but is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I, I'm probably kind of like... just. I, I don't have any... I don't, I'm not personally, like, invested in, like, much Blizzard stuff. So, like, kind of watching that happen from a third party, I was kind of like, dang, I kind of feel bad for the people on stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's exactly like, <laughs> It's like, it was a panel of, like, it, it was actually, it was the actual, like, devs up there. And, you know, yeah. like, just, like, hearing that is, oh, that's kind of like a shot in the heart. Just yeah, imagine like, you're the, you, you're a Blizzard fan, and the one year do you decide to go to BlizzCon, they drop that. <laughs> I mean, my thing is that, like, I feel like if, I mean, granted, not every, I understand that everybody's at a different level of investment, but like when it comes to like following games, but I feel like it's kind of it was kind of obvious that they're working on it. They just haven't announced it, right? Right. Yeah. Like it's like a pretty easy, I guess. I, I don't know. Like it feels. I guess it feels weird. Yeah, it was interesting because like shortly after, I remember they put out like you know gameplay previews and of like the new classes and stuff, and it, it obviously looked great. And it was definitely a step up from Diablo 3, which came out, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like over a decade ago. And, you know, uh, it's... I think you might be right. <laughs> oh, oh, damn, I feel old. <laughs> oh, man. But, 
yeah, it's just you know, it's like a, it's just like another one of those things that you pick up from childhood, and like you're still you're still invested into it. Oh yeah. Well, into you know, just well, coming older. To get back on the topic of like childhood stuff, like what yeah, got what's me up? into. Funny enough, Diablo is one of them for well for video games because my dad, uh, I would always watch him play Delta Force, which was like oh no freaking yeah way. <laughs> uh, throwback FPS shooter like super old oh and, man and Delta Force so <laughs> oh, go ahead <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> I mean it's like it's like I don't even know if you call it a tactical first person shooter it's a really old first person shooter. Like, before Medal of Honor, before Call of Duty, like, it was out in the 90s, like, uh-huh. <clears throat> it's, that, it's that old. And, um, God, if any, if I, if I see that, like, logo anywhere, I'm immediately gonna snap to it. It's iconic as fuck. Um, but he also played, what was it, he never, I don't, I never saw him play the first Diablo, but he had Diablo 2, and I was, like, entranced by that damn game. Like, I knew all the boss names, I knew, like, all the enemies, I knew all the classes, all the stuff. Uh-huh. And, like, I'm four, like, it's four-year, like, four- or three-year-old me watching my dad play, like, one of the most, like, dark, gruesome games at that time. But, like, it stuck with me so long that, like, seeing Diablo 3 come out and being the way it was kind of made me disappointed. But now it's got me super excited for, like, four. Yeah. Because they're going back to those, like, grassroots, I guess. Uh, but... Video game wise, yeah, like that, and I remember my uncle, one of my Korean uncles, sent me a GameCube when I was like five or six. Oh, that's sweet. And my dad, well, the game it came with was Animal Crossing. I did not like Animal Crossing at that time. I was too like impatient and hyperactive for it. <laughs> my dad went. My dad, this is back, <laughs> and let's 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 get you another throwback in there. My dad went to Blockbuster and rented out a couple <laughs> games. And one of them was met the first Metroid Prime. Oh man! And it got oh boy, you better believe it stuck with me. Metroid Prime stuck with me, and I am so ready for them to fucking. Oh, I need I need them to say something at at some point. It's hurting my soul. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, there's a there's a new Metroid game, but it's not like Metroid it's not in the same. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, which is honestly just fusion, but. Whatever. I mean, they announced that. That was when <laughs> that was announced, like, what? Was it 15? Was it 10 or 15 years ago initially? Was it, was it really? Yeah, because, yeah, like, that. it was supposed to be for the DS, I believe. Hold on, let me double check. But I believe it was supposed to be, like, a DS game that was, like, yeah, close to finished, but then it just never, it just never came out. So uh, this is, like, uh. kind of a resurrection of that bringing it back from development hell huh yeah for real. yeah like it was canceled back into in the mid 2000s i guess well with, with what i said i guess that's where video games took me direction wise so like yeah the fine border between like nintendo and like i guess hardcore games per se but and then let's see now i think about it i've been watching anime like my entire life i feel like we talked about that on the anime episode we did but like i remember turning on the tv like late at night and seeing stuff like yu yu Hakusho. yeah um to not yeah old school toonami for real and that kind of just stuck with i think like i think that's what got me into the anime i watch now to be honest and then for oh god music music's an interesting one what got me into playing guitar and actually like listening to music was 
I was at a neighbor's house for a birthday party, and they had Guitar Hero 2. And that literally just caused a chain reaction. And here I am, having spent, like, probably, what, uh... (laughs) Two thousand, maybe three thousand dollars on musical equipment. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So you like you actually got like really, really. Oh yeah. Money. Like I yeah. Like it because I don't know what it was exactly. I think my dad really liked the idea that oh he's gonna go from a video game to like the real thing and it's got real world application. So uh, he was he I was see, he yeah. was all about that. He wasn't about the cost of the the stuff though because that, that <laughs> no, oh I my god that. like no parent is. I remember my grandfather was like, we ain't spending shit on his stuff. We're we're going to the pawn shop. Um, but yeah, I took that like super seriously in it. And here I am now like really wanting to do something with it. And, you know, it's definitely financial investment at this point. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, I, 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 I love that, man. Like, just like, actually, how old were you like when that happened? So uh, it was Guitar Hero 2. So that was 05, I think. Yeah. So I was probably 11 years old. Dang. Yeah. That's, that's so early. Like, it's it's crazy because, like, um, you know, growing up and, you know, discovering music for the first time and, you know, like, really, really getting into music where you're, like, where you're, where you're above just, like, listening to the radio and, like, you know, you're out looking for, like, albums and, like, you know, artists and stuff. Yeah. And you actually pay attention to those things. Like, it's so different for, you know, every kid. Like, I'm trying to get my little brother more into music, but obviously he's not at that age. But, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, like, Elv- like Elvis, for example, like, you know, when, like, what at what age or at what point in your in your life were you when you first start, started really paying attention to music and, like, being really into it? As in, like, when I started trying to seek out music for myself, or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I feel like it was also spawned off a bit from Guitar Hero. So, like, obviously, like, there's all the there's all the music you hear growing up, whether it's on the radio or what your parents have. And, yeah, like, most of that was, like, kind of, like, um, like, early and mid-2000s, like, um, hip-hop and R&B. And, and, like, so much of that still slaps today. However, like growing up, I was definitely like more of a video game kid where like I, it's like I wasn't really trying to I wasn't really trying to like I, I, I didn't care about like whatever the, the yeah. newest like Lil Wayne record was or whatnot. Like I wasn't really <laughs> keeping up with any of that. And it was a type of thing where like the, growing up, I kind of felt like um, and I, I, I understand it. I, I definitely can understand it like from an older sibling's perspective, but, like, I remember, like, some of my, my older siblings kept trying to, like, have me listen to, like, hip-hop and have me listen to, like, all this new music coming out, and I was just, like, I wasn't, uh-huh. I didn't care. <laughs> I was just, where I was just trying to play, like, SSX3 or, like, Melee or yeah, yeah, Kingdom yeah. Hearts or whatever, like, so it took me a while. So, like, the music that was in those games, like, in, like, SSX, the music in that game, I... SSX3 in particular, like, was really good. I love that music. The music that was in, like, Burnout 3, I was really into. And, like, racing games in general just always have very, like, nice music soundtracks. Like, I remember, I always remember, like, hearing Lean Back for the first time from Fat Joe (laughs) because of uh, Need for Speed Underground 2. So, like, video games generally was kind of, like, my gateway into, like, listening to music, like, more broadly. Oh, same. And that leads that eventually leads into guitar hero where um 
one of my one of my best friends in elementary school had Guitar Hero 2 as well. And we'd play that. And I remember some of the tracks on there. There's like Surrender from Cheap Trick. And um, I, actually, that's the only one I remember from that game. But <laughs> <laughs> fast forward to like eighth grade and Guitar Hero World Tour comes out and like my mom got me got me the like the two guitar pack for the Wii and I started just playing that obsessively and then I eventually get like Rock Band 2 and I start playing that and then those games kind of got me like that combined with like Pandora was like a combination of what got me like really seeking out music and I mean it's the type of thing where like um well that's a that's a different subject altogether but there is, is the type of thing where like growing up like i didn't i think like i had like a bit of internalized um like a bit of like internalized racism in the sense of like i was like not really trying to listen to hip-hop and i kept i kept trying to like i kept feel, having that feeling of like like oh everybody always expects me to listen to hip-hop because i'm black like i'm not gonna do that like i'm gonna reject that and i feel like that wasn't necessarily like a healthy that was not a healthy way to look at it and it wasn't until like it probably wasn't until like 2011 or so like my like sophomore junior year high school where like i started um i started like going back into it um yeah like i guess it was like via kanye (laughs) of all people which in 2021 is a it's a different context altogether but um i like getting back into like getting back into hip-hop and that combined with like my um my pre like my love for like rock and indie as well and like now pop is and like a lot of pop and hyper pop like there's so much in music that are so many different genres and how different artists combine like the various uh, characteristics that like yeah. it's always it's always lovely to see it like see those like see those like see aspects that like you normally wouldn't see together get combined but like not in a yeah, way that sure. feels like not in a way that nece- that like feels like oh yeah we're going to combine like this and that and it's going <laughs> to be a big old marketing thing but like in the way that kind of feels a little bit more genuine like like um I mean like Outkast was always famous for like I mean, obviously they have like funk roots, but then like you hear something yeah. like B.O.B. where it's like definitely like a rock track, but like it doesn't necessarily feel like, oh, yeah, we just took rock and rap and put it together. It's more of like, yeah, it's it, it feels a lot more married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a really good point. It's like um, like looking back now too, like I, I realize now that like one of my first forays into like getting into music uh, came off of as a you know a desire to um i guess like to like differentiate and you know try to like find like yourself and you know, when you're growing into like your own individuality like in the uh in the old like middle school high school years i suppose and mm-hmm. you know like i guess like you know after listening to the radio for a while and listening to the same tracks and thinking like you know, I, I'm like I'm sure there could be like better stuff than this. Like, yeah, I, like I keep hearing this stuff like day to day. So you know, like, what else is there? Um, but um, actually, real quick, y'all remember like the first albums y'all ever like bought? Just like the first album you ever owned? I think it was Cage the Elephant's uh, title album or self-titled album it was the first one I bought. It was either that or Oasis's "Dig Out Your Soul," like their last album. Dang, but that's some good one. I do remember getting that because it was like three bucks in the bargain bin at the uh, at the base exchange. But um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Cage the Elephants. 
the I, I do it did kind of remind that question did remind me that like the first one that like any of my siblings bought was like back in 2003 yeah. and it was the Eminem show we should not <laughs> oh my god bro <laughs> like <laughs> holy oh man i can't imagine you're listening to that at like the age of what i would have been like eight, eight? or seven or eight like my oh sister my got god. the album yo oh that album slapped back it slapped like, but holy fuck because like, i think until then we had only heard like without me so then like listening to the album and then you get to like superman and like the, the that song just starts off with like moans and shit i'm kind of like huh i probably shouldn't oh, be listening to this God, I I, I, only, I had to do some mental searching to figure out what my first album I bought was. It was either, um, was it the third Devil Wears Prada album, Fruits Above and Branches Below? I know you guys don't really, I, don't, I think you don't really listen to that stuff, but. Yeah, Alan's a, but, uh, up my head. But also, um, I don't know if it was that or, and here's a, it's a little story, but I used to get gift cards for, uh, doing little competitions in my Sunday school class. So I'd take them to, and they were like Walmart gift cards. So oh. I would take them to Walmart okay. and go buy CDs. And I have a vivid memory of one day buying uh, a Mastodon album. Oh, and nice. dude, <laughs> this shit was funny. Uh, I would, the thing I would do with that specific album was I would sit down with the PS2, pop in Turok Evolution, pop in the Mastodon album in a nearby uh, boombox, and that was my Sunday afternoons. <laughs> that that just sounds great. That just screams like you know Dude, summer, like summer. It, yeah. Oh yeah, man, that's what it was exactly. Just oh, <laughs> blowing off dino head, dino guys like blowing off their heads and just listening to fucking this dude screaming about like prehistoric times or some shit. It was amazing. I, I think we were talking about this the other day, where like um. Part, I guess another aspect of music discovery for me came through with like iTunes and Google Play's uh, free tracks of the week or oh, singles yes. of the week. Because like this, this was like before, like this was be- I was going to try and pay for Spotify Premium like in high school. Like I don't got money for that. <laughs> and it was before I even really understood what Spotify was because it was still very yeah. new at the time. Like those singles of the weeks were like iTunes, like every week they give out a free track like completely free just download it and like sometimes they'd be having bangers on there like that was how i learned that was how um i think i remember ribs from lord was on there and this was like before like she was before like royals like blew up and similarly Uh with the ed sharon's the a team was on there i was like huh these are these are kind of (laughs) dope and there's like a whole bunch of other tracks that i discovered through that and because it's like I don't know. It's free music. Uh, Might as well check yeah. it out. I'm gonna take it a little further back. Dude, I don't know if you guys did this because my parents always went to Starbucks whenever we were out, like driving or whatnot. And so they had that, but on an actual card. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, like wait. They, like so it songs? was like a free song, and every week they would rotate. It would be changed, but it was like a little card that said, "Here's your free song of the week from Apple." what yes no way. <laughs> dude no. it was and, and, and as soon as they stopped like i was sad as hell like me and my dad were like you guys stopped doing that like what <laughs> yo that's crazy oh man but um elvis i remember yeah i remember we were talking about this literally the other night and how like back in the day when google play would do their promotions like in that mm-hmm. one week 
was probably how both you and me discovered our love for like churches like now <laughs> we're giving away that album oh yep. my goodness like the what was the name of that album like the uh, bones of what you Mother believe we? oh yeah, yeah bones of what you believe yeah like their debut album they like they just dropped the album for free like i i, yeah, I picked it up i told my sister to get it like she was actually listening to it like a little like well before i was because like I got the album, but I didn't end up listening to it until like maybe about like six months to a year later. And I remember uh-huh. she was like telling me that it's like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. But like for some reason, I just never hit play. And then like one day I hit play, I was like, oh wait, this this, this is really good. It, m- it must have been like around when like the second album was coming out, like every open eye. But oh wow. But yeah, like that was that was a that was a pleasant surprise. Like and then eventually Google stopped doing the free tracks of the week, but. Like, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, but I have so much music in my Google library now because of that. Like, <laughs> and I, I do a, I do like kind of, and Spotify has done a decent bit or did a decent bit back then too. Um, because you know how they on the front page, if there's like a new album, is usually getting promoted. Like the um, yeah, okay, like when you yeah. open the application. Oh, I see. Um. Back then, it used to, like, before, I guess, like, this was before I had premium. I remember, like, um, you know Disclosure, or the duo Disclosure? They're, like, a pop house group. Uh, the uh, ones that did Latch. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, the the album that that song was on, Settle, was being promoted on the front of, like, uh, was being promoted on the front of Spotify's page, and I was like... So I just hit, I was like, huh, that's an interesting album cover. Cause it was like two like little kids with like, you, you know how, you know, that signature disclosure thing where like the kind of stencil right, right. on the drawing of the face. I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of creepy. Let me hit play. <laughs> and so I did. And, and then I started listening to it. I'm like, oh shoot, this is, it's kind of, it's kind of bums. Cause I mean, it's like pop, it's like pop house music. Like, yeah, it's, it, nice. it's like music you could dance to. And I remember like getting like really in love with Latch back then. And then, like, I mean, when when you hear a song voluntarily a lot of times, mm-hmm. like, that's one thing. It's another thing when, like, it, you hear it everywhere you go. As in, yeah, like, Latch exactly. became a single <laughs> and blew up and with, with Sam Smith and everything. Um, but, yeah, the rest of that album, like, I I always encourage people to go check it out. Because, like, it, if if you liked Latch at some point, there are better, deeper cuts in that record. And it's like by far my favorite thing they put out. Uh, oh, yeah, that's all I had to say. Well, it seems that you know, you know, it's, yeah, this, this was nice. I, I that was it was, I I liked hearing about you guys' like childhood ex- experiences. Like it's strangely, it's like strangely like similar, but also like completely different, like from mine too. So it's. It's oddly reassuring, but also like, extremely fascinating. But uh, yeah, I I believe that's you know all all we've had for today. Uh, do you guys have any like parting words or uh, anything I, you wanna? <laughs> I do. For those who give me crap about how much I spent on League of Legends, do not give me crap about how much I spent on musical instruments. It's not the same thing. <laughs> I swear to it's God, it's not. <laughs> Guitars are so fucking expensive. God damn. 
Yeah, blame the music industry. <laughs> blame the, for real. <laughs> no, I wasn't the one who made a piece of wood and some fucking electrical wires cost a thousand dollars. All right. Oh, you, you really just just remind me that like what happened with you with uh like Guitar Hero getting you into uh music and like trying to play musical instruments kind of reminds me of like what happened with uh like the skateboarding industry like around like certain yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, I, I meant to mention that earlier because like <laughs> like the tony hawk series like really also influenced like me growing up as well because of that like <laughs> but i mean music like with music skateboards are expensive so my family did not was not about it <laughs> oh god i don't that, that, I don't even want to get into that. Like, it's, that's a whole, you know, that's a whole other rabbit hole. It's a whole can of worms, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my name is uh, Chris Briones, and uh, I don't know if we're supposed to say our names uh, like this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, I, you, you want me to just like do the <laughs> like do the, I, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Average Pro and and then uh, wait, I this shit. Yeah, we have some <laughs> socials on here, like your TikToks or whatever. I don't know. All right, got TikTok. I, I still haven't okay. even made it. Yeah, okay, boomer. <laughs> I'm not even going lie. <laughs> no, it's, it's. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, anyway, give uh, the give the podcast locations. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah, listen. Yeah, um, listen to us on Spotify, Apple, um, Anchor, right? Anchor. Yeah. Uh, Anchor. Ad, yeah. It's average the average bread podcast. podcast. Uh, for whoever's stuck around this far. Thank you for listening. It's it's been it, it's fun doing this. It really <laughs> and is. Bye. Bye. No. <laughs> <laughs>